Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. Uh, he's a veteran broadcaster with uh, centuries of experience. He's the mayor of Shemokin Dam. He's got a lot of police experience, too. He's well aware of the training and screening and activities that they go through on a daily basis. In fact, he's ridden with police on their patrols in Shemokin Dam, so he's He's caught several kids on neighbors' yards, and he's also <laughs> helped patrol playgrounds and make sure that uh, the yes, kids are I'm behaving. A, I find a kid on a neighbor's yard, why he's toast. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is a, it's, yeah. it's a law and order community. It's not just my lawn; it's anybody's lawn. Why there was an insurrection there the other day when two of the soccer balls that were left on one front lawn. Well, unfortunately, went one of the kids missing. I caught actually lived in the house, so that kind of oh, that destroyed. Yeah, that worked. That case fell apart that fell in court. Apart, right. <laughs> All right, Rob Centers, our fabulous producer. Of course, producer. we're kidding about all this. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I just <laughs> Anybody who gives me an open mic, I, I get to uh, push my uh, friend just a little bit. So welcome on board. It happens to be Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Pennsylvania. So we are trying to call attention to the legacy. And uh, as has been uh, clearly exposed in the, in the past six years, the unfinished work that needs to be done in the U.S. and the unfinished reflections that we've never completed. So we can talk about that as our day progresses. Uh, we have the Capitol. The U.S. Capitol is on high alert as the inauguration and security and threats are all being balanced with the idea of having some sort of a public ceremony. Uh, we can talk about that. COVID-19 uh, is in Pennsylvania. We're at somewhat of a plateau. Hospitalizations are down slightly and the number of positive tests around here down slightly. So uh, thank you to all the folks who are begrudgingly wearing masks anyway. I guess would be one way to talk about that so we can talk about the pandemic. Uh, And it's an open phones Monday, so you can uh, talk about the topic uh, of your selection on this uh, particular day. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You are welcome to do as three individuals have uh, done over the weekend, and that is to email us at on the Mark at WKOK.com. And do we have any texts to start out? No, no texts no, uh, early on. So. You're one of the te- emailers, so I don't think you should count uh, yourself. This is some, uh, what is this statement? Trial. Uh, what is, oh, this is Senator Casey's response oh, right, to too. John Shipman. So we can read a first paragraph of that. So uh, somewhat of a response. John Shipman was the co-host on Friday and asked Senator Casey if he had spoken out against the violence that occurred at any activity prior, whether it was a rally or something in Portland or Seattle or wherever it was. And Senator Casey uh, didn't really answer the question directly. Do they and, ever? And had, well, yeah, I don't know. But anyway. 
anyway. He's, he didn't have a, a clear answer where he had definitively spoken out against violence at any protest last summer or any of the conflicts. It was mostly violence by people pushing back against Black Lives Matter protests, that kind of thing. But in any event, uh, Casey uh, didn't outline or clearly state anything, but then he sent us a response. Senator Casey did send us a longer response, but outlines all kinds of words against violence in general, but again, nothing specific about any Black Lives Matter pushback protests or, you know, violence against the people who were demonstrating or, uh, I don't, did I, is there something there about Portland and Seattle? No, but there's one there where he says, I I see you, I'm with you, I I hear you. With the the Black Lives, with the peaceful protesters. Well, he didn't say peaceful or not, he just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's for peaceful protesting. I, I have a feeling most of your uh, good elected leaders are interested in that. So those are a quick, uh, that's a, s- a quick summary. I'm not sure that we'll read too far into it. It's quite a lengthy uh, list of many examples. There's many examples where Senator Casey has spoken out against uh, extremism or violence or racism of one sort or another, but not really specifically exactly where John was asking. So that's that. We, we, I did forward that to John, so he's had a chance to look at it. All right, open phones Monday, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Joe, any thoughts? You, anything on your mind we have today? A call. Okay, take the call. That's take fine. Call. We, we can do that. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen, and thank you for taking my call. I, I find a lot of ironies this morning, this week of the inauguration. First of all, today is uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. One of the uh, I think great leaders, civil rights leaders, and also uh, a person who believed and, and stressed and preached on peaceful protest. Uh, history tells me that they had the Million Man March of, of people of color and others supporting them in the 60s in the exact same place that uh, it was on the 6th of January, yet it was peaceful. There was no, there was no rioting, there was no marching and so forth. Uh, I wanted to celebrate Martin Luther King peaceful protest today as we now contemplate uh, President Trump leaving and the responsibility for his actions. Second, uh, during all of the uh, many of the uh, President Trump, uh, you know, rallies, no, no masks, no masks for the rallies. Yet uh, the masks appear because the, the people who were violating the law and going through Congress had to had to mask and using the masks to to cloud their identity. At least most of them. Some of them were brazen and are now under arrest who didn't mask. But my main question this morning, I guess for you, Joe, per usual, um, the question <laughs> I have is, should the Republican Party put the needs of that party above the American justice system? Now, how do you suppose they're doing that? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> okay. Uh, quote from Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, a leader in uh, the Republican Party, who was quoted on the weekend saying, we cannot convict the President Trump because it will tear apart the Republican Party, unquote. President Trump's quote from, I'm not sure, the campaign or after his president stating, I could walk down that was in the primary election. someone dead and nobody would touch me. That was in the primary election five years ago. Is that the best you okay, can do? Did he, did he or did he not say that? Uh, he said it, yes. Okay, so, so I'm putting those two together now after you know, the law has been broken. Uh, the Republicans are still saying, and what I've been saying for the past, well, since the 8th or the 6th, you folks in the Republican Party believe that this president is too big to, to answer to justice, no, and that believe, is not right. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe anybody in the Republican Party thinks that anybody is above the law. 
What about what? what then, then you explain to me what Senator Graham just said. Look, Senator Graham's entitled to his opinion. You ask me for mine. Mine is that nobody in the Republican Party thinks that anybody's above the law. I haven't spoken to Senator Graham, but every Republican I know, and I know quite a few of them, doesn't hold with that kind of thinking. So you believe that the president should be convicted uh, on these articles of impeachment? I don't know that he should be convicted. I still think he should have been censured, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, you know, it's uh, I've heard different constitutional scholars. Maybe you should would benefit by listening to a few of them. Um, <laughs> you know, they talk about the fact that this is a weak case, that the fact that you can try to impeach somebody who will effectively be out of office is a dangerous precedent and one that this country should not abide by or go down that road. And that's the from constitutional checked, scholars. The, the, there was different branches of the government. We had the legislative branch and we had the judicial branch. Legislative branch needs to do their job, and if they believe, as they have, that there is articles for impeachment, do their job. The Senate should then t- weigh the evidence and determine whether there's enough evidence to convict. Then, if they want to appeal that to the Supreme Court, another branch of government, then the judicial branch, in my understanding, is the one who determine constitutionality of an action. No argument there. That's exactly okay. what they do. But constitutional, <laughs> so, wait a so second, no, wait a second. Do their job constitutional scholars, the constitution, constitutional scholars, often weigh in on this. People like Jonathan Turley, who, uh, and um, Alan Dershowitz, who are very learned in constitutional law. They both say this is a dangerous precedent. Now, will the court agree with them or not? I don't know. But to me, it seems like the old proverbial beating a dead horse. If he's out of office, if he is a civilian, I don't think he can be impeached. The whole idea behind impeachment is to remove somebody from office. If he's gone, what are you doing? I think the only thing they want to do is get to the vote after the fact about whether or not he can run for office again. I wish they could uh, just bypass the first part and vote on that, and I wish the vote would be no, he can't run for office again. Alan Dershowitz says that the impeachment trial was a sham and totally illegal and improperly run, and subsequently the... The original one, the first one. No, no, this one right now. And this impeachment was uh, totally uh, illegal and wrong and not according to procedure and shouldn't go to the Senate. And subsequently, any Senate action, well, first of all, should, would just be more uh, fruit of the poison tree and shouldn't take place. And then secondly, the incitement uh, aspect of it is is wrong and and not legally uh, would be legally challengeable. Okay, Look, they, they were there at his request. I mean, Trump told them to come to Washington, so the guy bears responsibility. Right, no argument there. But inciting is is a very high bar, as right. we heard from some of our good legal scholars last week. Eric, you get the last word. Go right ahead. My last word is: I think it's very dangerous precedent. We talk about dangerous precedents to uh, basically say anything the president does in their last two or three weeks of office is going to be hands-off because he can't be impeached. That, that would free any president from this point on to act as recklessly as this president has acted and trying to maintain power. So what we're saying is, oh, it's okay. No matter what he does, okay, because he's not impeachable because we don't have enough time. We well, can that, be impeached. Sir, he was. He was impeached, Eric. We don't understand the difference convicted, between convicted conviction of, and conviction. By Congress. Okay. So he's been impeached. So what more do you want? He's not. He's I a private citizen. I want him to be held responsible. I would like to see the man uh, held for public sur- insurrection uh, <laughs> as an as a, uh, uh, independent citizen, one who incited a riot. They now have, I think, several people who say, yep, that's the reason I marched, because he told me to. He's not so, responsible for the insurrection as a be, private citizen. If I invite you to a birthday party and you come and get drunk and start throwing people out the windows, is that my fault? 
<laughs> Partially, yeah. If, Absolutely. If they're egging me on and saying, Eric, drink more beer. Absolutely. And then tell me to, hey, there's my wife. I really don't like her. Throw her out. Yes, then I have, Then you are involved. That makes you an accessory. Where's your personal responsibility in all Am this, I not Eric? correct? Where's your personal responsibility in all this? Oh, I believe personally that anyone who broke into that capital needs to be convicted of Amen. It. I agree with you Amen. completely. And, but, but, again... Who is the direction of it? Uh, if we want to take this analogy, and I know my time is up, uh, let's look at Charles Manson. Charles Manson never touched any of those people in 1969. He ordered his people to do it, and he spent the rest of his life in jail. To me, this is the same situation. But he didn't order. He didn't order anybody. People, and they could, broke the law, and he's responsible. He didn't order anybody to do anything. He said... You know. <laughs> He didn't. Okay. He didn't All order right. any. So we're going to go down that road now, Joe? No, direct evidence. If I order you, Eric, I order you to go protest and burn a flag in front of the courthouse in Middleburg. That's an order. If I say to you, I think somebody should go to Middleburg and protest. And you know, yeah, and you but decide to burn the flag there. Courthouse, and you're behind me with a lectern, and say, "Turn around and, and do something." That's a different story, Joe. But Trump was done speaking before uh, they hadn't even started to speak when the rioting started. They actually okay. started first. You, you know, know you can't, I agree with you. He's to blame. He's to blame for bringing them there. He's in blame, uh, to blame for encouraging them. Are you but sorry I don't you think he. In, uh, yeah, I, I am. I don't think he incited anybody. I think he encouraged okay. people. There's a difference between encouragement and incitement. So we're going to play semantics with. And <laughs> That's what the law is about, Eric. The, the law is about semantics. Right. Then the legal so definition the of something. The behind this whole thing is this. This man is dangerous. He seems to be dangerous because he has held sway over millions of people in the United States of America. Do you want this man to continue to have power going forward? That's no, I, nobody that wants that. I don't think at. anybody wants that at this point. Oh, yeah. Half then, the Republicans then, then, then do. Then convict him of impeachment. We'll, we'll no. take care of that right now. No, we don't do that because that's illegal in my opinion. But, you know, well, the courts what? will determine let, it. Let, the, let's let the legislative branch do what the legislative branch needs to do and then let it go to the Supreme Court. Let them determine the legality of it. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Thanks, I really guys. appreciate yeah. the call. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in the Constitution that says you can't impeach somebody and then convict them if they're out of office, because the impeachment has, uh, well, script the impeachment, that already happened, but then the conviction has far-reaching future implications. And no, so it really doesn't. Well, the impeachment, the does. act of impeachment is just to remove somebody from office. If they are already gone, what is the net effect of impeaching them and convicting of the impeachment? It sets Putting up it on the, the record, you can put it on the record, no, but they're already it gone. Sets up. Uh, my argument is that it sets up the disbarring of them okay. for future. That's office. right. That's the real goal here, not not to just find him well, guilty. That's part of the punishment, and the Senate is quite able to mete out punishment but for somebody just because their term expired. That why are they separate then, Mark? If if one follows the other, why are they separate? Why do they require separate actions? Oh, you tell me. You're the no. I'm, I'm telling you that they the government never intended for somebody originally to be impeached to also have them never be qualified to run for office again. That's why there are two separate votes. Right. One, to in, one to convict and the other to decide whether or not the crime they committed is serious enough to warrant their exclusion from ever holding federal office again. Oh, okay. Could they do the vote for exclusion from public office without the conviction? Well, without the conviction, there's no there's no penalty involved. I mean, there, what, how, do I, how do I give you a penalty if I don't convict you? Could the Senate vote to bar him from future public office without... No. Okay, thank you. That's the answer. A simple no. All right, one of our good listeners uh, has a great suggestion for Eric and a lot of people today. 
says, Eric really should get a copy of the Constitution and read it. <laughs> In capital letters. He says, Eric, the Constitution does not have a mechanism to hold a trial for a private citizen. Read it, Eric, and explain to us where that can happen. On noon, January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be president, and you'll get your dream of leftist policies to run the nation, or but, ruin the nation, rather. But the Constitution is uh, wonderfully vague on this topic. It doesn't say you still have to be in office. You just have to be an office holder, and uh, ergo, you could have recently been an office holder, especially if the impeachment began when you were in office, and especially since uh, the conviction carries far-reaching future uh, implications and penalties. There's a reason they call these things Lawrence is worthless, just for your information. Oh, I obviously agree with you completely. <laughs> we'll, we'll take your calls on this topic. 1-800-795-9565. We invite you to do what I did over the weekend. Walk down to the Sunbury Motors in, uh, on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Kick the tires on Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai until the cops showed up and said, stop kicking the tires on every single vehicle. Uh, but I looked at all of the vehicles, looked at all the trucks, looked at the, the Hyundais and the pre-owned cars. Uh, they got some perfect conditions. Actually, the F-150 that I ordered and I'm waiting for uh, exists one year old with 12,000 miles on it. So I'll tell you what, that was pretty tempting. And it's less than 50 grand. So you can do what I did. That's go select the perfect vehicle for you. Purchase it online right from your home. If you want to do it, contact free. Uh, I also stopped by the quick lane and peered in the windows. That's when I really got in trouble on North 4th Street in Sunbury because they were closed on Sunday. But they're open six other days a week, 6.30 a.m to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 to 2 p.m. Then I went back to my smartphones at summerymotors.com and started to look at some of the online specials for you know, vehicles and uh, overall a wonderful experience at the Sunbury Motor Company. Very enjoyable. Got to talk to some of the Sunbury police who said, time to move on, Lawrence, and so I did. But it's a great opportunity for you anytime uh, to check out Sunbury Motors. Talk to Jason, Jeff, Ernie, Austin, or Kyle, and they will fix you up. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way in and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. At 9 o'clock this morning, we'll have a CBS News update at 9.06. We'll have news headlines. Then at 9.10, we're going to receive an invited call in from Mike Glazer. He's a Lewisburg resident and is an individual who's worked for two Republican congressmen, both conservatives, and uh, it was a president and uh, 
Mike was a President Trump supporter, but has uh, since uh, said he's actually ashamed of those votes. He really came to see the light, but not until oh, after the, the insurrection. Did we uh, have anybody online who has uh, since changed their mind in favor of the president? <laughs> no, I don't think oh, there so is we're anybody not like Oh, so we're not inviting those people to call We in. invite everybody to call <laughs> this show who wishes to of any stripe, but you won't get any calls from people that say, oh, I saw the insurrection and now I am a Trumpian. <laughs> How do you know? I love violence. There may be somebody uh, out there. I want to take over the country and hang our lawmen. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that Dan Muser had to see the light while he was helping to barricade a door, saying that once the people saw that there were cops there holding the door, the, the insurrectionists had one reaction, but when they saw that there was a congressman helping to hold the door... Yeah, they you know, wanted they, to get the congressman. They got a little angry, so or worse, where they got worse. So Well, if they rec- well, they would recognize him by the pin. They all wear a pin. Well, he was wearing a, still had a suit jacket on. Okay. Well, so did the guards, too. So, Some of them I uh, saw in the picture. Well, they had the Glocks, though. <laughs> the congressman had his pen. So, all right. Uh, Paul, thanks for waiting a short time. You're on the mark. From Berwick. Yes. Uh, I think last week, I, I didn't call in, but uh, there was criticism of Fred Keller and uh, Dan Muser for uh, contesting the uh, election on, on um, January the 6th, that they were a part of those who did that. And uh, the uh, point that was made was that if they contest the election of the uh, the presidential election in Pennsylvania, that they uh, invalidated their own election. And um, I, I, I don't see that that argument makes any sense because uh, they each were elected from particular districts. I think Musers is the 9th Congressional District and Keller's is the 14th, I think. And uh, I don't believe there was any uh, problems in the elections in those districts. They, the, the contested uh, votes were down in uh, Montgomery County, Philadelphia, out in Allegheny, Westmoreland, I think something like that. And so uh, since they were not uh, statewide uh, officers, uh, they were not elected by the uh, areas that were being being contested. So uh, uh, I think that that is uh, uh, a false argument against uh, Fred Keller and uh, and Dan Muser. Well, that and, is uh, that is uh, Paul. Paul. Excuse me. Yeah, that is not the case. Uh, they they had no complaints uh, publicly in Washington D.C. when they were on the House floor and doing their contesting of the certification of electors about any of the anomalies in individual counties. Uh, their argument uh, does apply to their race because their argument was that accepting ballots after 8 p.m. on election day was wrong, and that was done by the governor statewide. That the governor didn't properly require signatures on ballots, and that was done statewide and could potentially impact their races, that the curing of mail-in ballots was done uh, sort of in a staccato fashion in some counties and not others, and that was wrong. Uh, this use of insecure drop boxes, now that was primarily in Philadelphia, so that might not apply to them, but, uh, and also the prohibiting of certified poll watchers in Philadelphia. That, In other words, the Republican poll watchers couldn't watch things that were happening, and they went to court and they got that overturned while ballots were being counted, so that was fixed. But most of the things that the governor and the secretary of state did in Pennsylvania did apply to their race, and they were contesting those. Okay. Uh, that, that, that was not my understanding. Uh, right. But uh, uh, 
as a Trump supporter, the uh, riot that took place down there uh, was a disappointing thing because the information that may have come out in a rational discussion on the floor of the House and the Senate that uh, really was not in the media uh, and people, a lot of people didn't know about some of the issues and so forth. There may have been a lot of things brought out that would have been been helpful and needed to be to be aired. Um, and so the riots uh, were a, a disappointment, and uh, you know, I mean, but uh, just ridiculous and so forth. But it interrupted the the. Uh, the things that were trying to be done to handle things in a um, constitutional and, and um, you know parliamentary fashion and so forth. So that that was um, I, I I can't see why you know anybody that uh, uh, wanted to really argue these things and have a hearing for these things uh, would have would have been supporting of the rioters. Uh, this, the, the, these people are anarchists and so forth, and again they should be punished to the fullest extent of the, the law and so forth, and I don't, I don't expect police, uh, uh, any police, uh, to put up with the stuff that they put up with, with, with there. I, 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 you know, I don't, I expect peace to, to have people beating them up and uh, kill them with, with fire extinguishers and stuff. I, I don't expect the police to have to do this. This is absolutely ridiculous. Who'd want to be a policeman if every day you had to put up with people clobbering you over the head and so forth. This is this is ridiculous. Well, I think we all um, agree on that, Paul, that th- this is certainly not uh, the best outcome that we could hope for as a country. But uh, we've got to take a break for the news. Thanks for calling, You're Paul. Right. We'll be back. Thank you. We invite more comers. We'll have Mike Glazer on the news line at 910. We'll do headlines at 906. CBS News starts in about 12 seconds from now. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is now 9 a.m. The time at the tone that you always hear from CBS. That means it's exactly 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's across from me. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer on the Mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Uh, we will have open phones in about uh, 10 minutes from now. Call 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. We're going to have news headlines that we're going to Mike Glazer on the line, and uh, then we'll have open phones here on uh, WDKOK. In the news, uh, state police are investigating an armed robbery at a gas station convenience store in Union County. Troopers say around 5.30 p.m. someone held up the Sunoco Quick Shop on New Columbia Road Sunday. Uh, the suspect, a six-foot-tall white male wearing blue jeans, black sweatshirt, and a camo ball cap, and white bandana, had a black handgun and demanded money. They say 
got away with a small amount of cash and left in a black or dark-colored full-size pickup truck with a cap on it. Anyone with information on the robbery asked to call state police. First, the number of deaths in Pennsylvania. Uh, two new deaths each in Snyder and Montour counties because of COVID-19. They're at 57 and 37 deaths, respectively, from the disease. Union and Northumberland counties each had one new death reported from COVID-19. Statewide hospitalizations have decreased for the third day in a row, down to over 4,700 new hospitalizations over the weekend. Overall, hospitalizations are down at Geisinger, Danville, Geisinger, Shemokin, and Evangelical Community Hospital as well, down slightly from a plateau of several weeks ago. The head of Geisinger Medical Center says there's good news and bad news when it comes to those variants of the COVID-19 disease out there. CEO Dr. Jay Wanru says the good news is those mutations uh, can be treated just like the first strain and are uh, affected by the vaccines. I saw these guys that looked right in their eyes. The uh, Dr. Jay Wanru had a media briefing recently where he said... The good thing here is that clinically it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. We still treat it the same. The same precautions that I mentioned apply. And from what we know, the, the vaccine should be effective against these variants as well. The tough news, he said, is that the new variants are more contagious, so the activity level in terms of individuals testing positive for COVID-19 could increase in the short term. Not too many demonstrations in Harrisburg yesterday. Stephen Rozoka, who lives a few minutes from the state capitol, went down to see if there are demonstrators, and there were none as of midday yesterday. He said, I'm fundamentally against the potential protesters coming here to delegitimize the election. Later in the day, Gene Stilp, a frequent activist and anti-President Trump demonstrator, held a brief demonstration in the downtown in Harrisburg over the weekend. And a reminder, another COVID-19 testing site uh, this week, Wednesday through Sunday at the Sealands Grove. Center. We have the details at uh, WDKOK.com. On the news line with us now, Mike Glazer, a former U.S. congressional aide to two Republican lawmakers. Uh, he's a former newspaper man. He's currently the convener of a bipartisan breakfast group that meets on Saturday, or at least uh, they did up until March or so. Uh, it's a group that meets on Saturday, so he rather imaginatively called it. Mike, the what's Saturday it? group? Yes, good, good yeah. for you. <laughs> good for you. Thank you. I always appreciate that. Uh, and has the driest sense of humor of any human on the planet, as, as near as I can tell. So thanks for calling in. Well, after your your years of work with uh, several congressmen, uh, all conservatives, um, you wrote a letter to the editor recently talking about the fact that how your view has changed of President Trump and and, and of the insurrection itself. Uh, so uh, do. Do you uh, oppose and speak out against and uh, really just reject that the insurrection happened at all and, and what the people were saying when they went in? Either that or you why know, did you change your mind? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I decided I really liked Trump after the uh, <laughs> insurrection. No, um, I, I um, personally was more than hurt by it. I mean, honestly. I was on the verge of tears watching that because that's, you know, this is my country. Sure. I understand that the people who um, attacked the Capitol believe it's their country too, um, but that ain't that ain't the way to do things. Let's put it this way, um, you know, even in 1776, 
at the outbreak of the Revolutionary War, Congress was sitting and decided to do certain things. Well, actually, the outbreak of the war was slightly before uh, 1770s, was 1775. But, but um, you know, there, there is a way of doing things, and it's called elections. And you know what? We change power for 135, or what, what is it, 145 years, uh, 245 years so far. Or uh, we're getting close to 250 years, right? Yeah, okay. Um, we keep changing um, leadership, we change Congress, and we do it in a very fluid way. We don't do it through insurrection, especially by these... And I have to say, the, the real militants that did this are crazy people. Um, it hurt me very much that they had the ability to do what they did. It was also very scary. Well, I, I didn't lose sleep over it, but I was upset by it. Scary is the wrong word. Um, the Capitol building itself means so much to all of us. It's, it's not only a symbol for us Americans, but if you show the Capitol building, the picture of the Capitol building around the world, there's going to be, and I'm guessing, a large majority of people that can identify it as the capital of the United States and the seat of the world democracy. What these people did back on the 6th, was unforgivable. I completely, I completely agree with you. But the question I think the centers now on what penalty President Trump should pay, if any, for the actions of these people. I mean, I look at this and I think that uh, I'm able to separate the president from his policies. The president is a reprehensible human being who should be out of office at the soonest possible minute. The policies that he enacted are ones that I think were sound and were best for this country. And I can't imagine as a conservative that you feel any differently than I do. No, the truth is I, I tend to agree with you. There was a lot that he did that I believe, help the nation, help the economy. And, and as another president, uh, well, actually, uh, as an advisor to another president said, it's the economy, stupid. Um, we all live better with more money in our pockets. And his work, uh, his ideas in stimulating the economy um, really resonated throughout the nation and all the people, all the people. There are always going to be poor people. There, uh, and I know that there are people listening to this right now, um, my liberal friends who <laughs> I coined the term back in the 90s, the chronically concerned, are always <laughs> worried, are always worried about, you know, the, the people at the very bottom of the, uh, of the heap. And I am too, because they, sh they should have a chance. But you know what I've learned in my life? That my chances, I took... And I've never blamed anybody for my faults. And God knows I have faults, and I have fallen on my face more than once in my life. I, I went bankrupt once, but never blamed anybody else. You just got to keep persevering, and, and you find a way. Um, so I, I, I feel bad for people who kind of are fumbling through life, and there is a way that our government should help them. But they must be made, uh, they must be allowed to help themselves also. I know I'm getting a little off track here. But yes, uh, President uh, Trump's economic policies were good. I might disagree with him on some of his international policies um, as far as pulling America back from um, um, 
pulling America back within its own borders. I think America's strength has to do with its, its relation internationally, its relation with other nations, and its, its military strength around the world. I think John McCain said um, he doesn't care how long our troops stay in Iraq, uh, as long as no Americans are being killed, kind of like in Korea. Um, we have to have a footprint around the world, uh, especially in this day and age where China is truly about to eat our lunch. So where do we go from here, Mike, from the, the president's standpoint? I mean, I've heard some people say to me, well, if the president hadn't been hounded for the past four years, if he hadn't been constantly beaten over the head by the media and by the liberals, that he might have been a different kind of guy if they had given him a chance. Do you <laughs> buy that, have, or do you think... Might that? not have fomented an insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Do you think the media and, and the treatment he received played any part, however small, in the, the actions he's been taking lately? Yes, and I think you hit it on the, yes, I think they did have uh, influence on the way he reacted. But he, his reaction, the guy has a hair trigger. Right. And his reactions were not statesmanlike or conciliatory. So if, if the media tweaked him a bit, he came back with a double-barreled shotgun, and they reacted to it. His personality, possibly, is not the personality you want leading a nation. Uh, and and that's, that's, that's hindsight now. Are you ready to leave the Republican Party, switch parties? No, no, the Republican Party's left me. I'm a Republican. I don't know what the hell they are. <laughs> yeah, half, half the Republican Party still says the election was stolen, so yeah. that's a ridiculous uh, statistic. It you was know, sad to see today. You know, uh, I, I'm on the uh, Union County Republican Committee, so I haven't gone to a meeting yet to see if they throw me out or not. Um, but I, let me tell you something. When I wrote that piece for the Daily Item and saying I'm sorry that I ever backed Trump, I got tremendous reaction. Well, I really got a lot of reaction. I mean, a lot. I got a lot of reaction from my liberal friends, which I expected, saying, Oh, thank you, Mike. I, I'm glad you saw the light. But I got calls from Republicans, from somebody in Northumberland County that is uh, a pretty um, well-known Republican who said, thank you so much for saying that, um, from Snyder County. Uh, I, I heard from people that I never thought I'd hear from. And so I don't feel like I'm alone. Any negative I, feedback? I, Any negative feedback? That? Any negative feedback? No, none at all. None at all. I was waiting, you know, for my windows to be broken or something, but no, none at all. They're hiding in the bushes, but they won't throw well, not, the stone. Not all of us Republicans are stone throwers and rock throwers. <laughs> That's right. Joe, are you going to give me some negative feedback now? or No, I, I read your piece, and I thought, you, as always, Mike, I know you to be a thoughtful guy, and I know you to be a sincere guy, so, I mean, I accepted it for what you wrote, that, you know, you felt very badly about having supported the president. And truth be told, if I could take my vote back, I'd take it back, too. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think that what happened here, I'm separating the movement movement from the man. The man is a train wreck. The movement had the right ideas for this country, moving us forward. And I, I'm afraid we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> I've heard oh that God. expression before, yeah. Um, um, 
I understand that, yes, I, I think that you're right on this because there's always a, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, a reaction. And the reaction, the reaction usually, uh, or many times, will be an overreaction. Um, but it's also a way of balancing things. Um, if in the next year there's an overreaction, eventually we come up to the 2022 elections, I think that you'll see a balance come back again if, if Donald Trump stays out of it. I don't know whether he's capable of doing that. And when he, if he does come back and tries to uh, exert pressure, it's going to be um, for his own vanity. I don't think he gives an iota about the cause. Uh, at the moment, I think it's all about him. And I say this because in another life, uh, back in New York, um, I owned a business, a trade business. And um, I dealt with one person that was very much like Donald Trump. Matter of fact, I think they were friends because they're both in the real estate business. And that person to deal with... We, um, my company did a job, uh, we worked for the guy. And um, at the end of it, he said, here's, uh, let's say he owed us 100 bucks. He says, here's 75 bucks. You know, take a walk, the job's over. But hmm. said, hey, wait a second. We, uh, we agreed on $100. And he said, I have lawyers lined up. They're not doing anything. If you want to sue me, go ahead. And are you there? Yeah. I keep yeah, hearing yeah. a Oh, okay. Um, and I dealt with this kind of person, yet I voted for Donald Trump because I thought as a businessman he would make a good president. And maybe if he was a normal businessman, uh, he would have made a good president. But you know what? Maybe we should leave politics to the politicians. <laughs> All right, uh, last question. That's too dangerous, Mike. To this <laughs> to this day, you run into really smart Republicans who say, hey, the election was stolen. Well, how do you react? Do you just kind of, you know, keep your, bite your tongue? Or what do you say when you hear that? I, I'll disagree, but I'll disagree pleasantly. You don't get into... You don't get into an argument with a zealot. You can't win those arguments. So you go, well, I don't think so, and uh, have a nice day. Um, arguing with people who have already buy, bought into uh, the answer to make themselves comfortable uh, without thinking, you don't argue with people like that. All right. Well, th anything else to add that you'd like to say, Mike? We, maybe we didn't ask you a question that led to something you'd want to say. No, just basically, I think the, a good question is, and, and I'm, I'm writing something about this now, is that when I have one of these hats that says, make America great again, <laughs> I want to know what that means. When wasn't it great? Or what do these people who use this as a catchphrase, what is the date they thought America was great, you know, at? Um, what does that mean? And I think uh, I think that's a good discussion for the future. All right, we've made so much Easy progress. Easy answer, when Ronald Reagan was president. 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, That's we right. have a long way to go then, too. All right. Thank you so Thanks, much, Mike. Mike, really appreciate the call. Hey, thank you, guys. Have a good one. You too. Appreciate Take that. care. Mike Glazer of uh, Lewisburg. Outspoken uh, current and future uh, Republican. All right. We'll take some reaction and remarks. If you wish to weigh in on his observations, please call us. 1-800-795-9565 our telephone number. We've got a couple of texts that somebody sent to 70236, a couple of somebodies. We have one email, one individual not happy with uh, being censored on uh, Facebook at the moment uh, or... Uh, yeah, on Facebook, so uh, uh, he's not happy about that. We can read that. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, please read that. Okay, Mark. How many mail-in ballots came into Keller's and Muser's district after November 3rd? I believe both won by substantial numbers so that that part of the unconstitutional election law change wouldn't have affected their election. Yeah, I'm not saying it would have overturned. I'm just saying that they got some ballots that way. And that's their argument had absolutely nothing to do with their own races. It was about the governor changing the rules at all, right. whether it had had any impact at all on their own personal races, they couldn't have cared less. They were just trying to say that the way the election was changed was 100% illegal, and I agree with them. I think the governor way overstepped his bounds. If we'd had a Supreme Court that was more balanced in Pennsylvania, that would have never flown. Lawrence's worthless view. All right, we got open phones right now, 1-800-795-9565. Mike, you're first up. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. A couple of comments on what your previous uh, guest there said. But before that, I just wanted to take the time to say that I'll never vote for another Democrat until after I die. <laughs> that's, good. that's pretty cute. <laughs> well, and, uh, and they do tend to vote when they're dead in the Democratic You'll have to go party. to Chicago. <laughs> or you have to go to Chicago and be in a graveyard. Yeah, you can right. go to 44. Or, or an abandoned house, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and then the other thing, you know, right after the election, I, I, I made a, a comment. It was kind of an... It, kind of in jest, but I believe in the, the, the saying there's truth in jest, that I, I said that I think that pretty soon Democrats are going to be calling for re-education of Trump supporters. <laughs> they need to go to re-education camps. Well, we already have them. They're called the public schools right now. And, uh, you know, I, I'm getting, I'll tell you why. I turned off the TV pretty much for two weeks, okay? Uh, but I'm starting to get concerned now that I'm paying attention. And, and, and the, the idea that, you know, they're, they're trying to cancel people that worked for Trump, blacklisting them so that they can't get any more jobs, 
ticking them off at Twitter and Facebook. Uh, it, it's getting to the point where I, I think it's going to get so bad that I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to make some money off of this movement of canceling people. So I'm going to start a business, and it's going to be white pocket T-shirts with a scarlet T on the pocket, <laughs> so we can identify ourselves as uh, Trump supporters. Oh, let's burn and it into I- their let's burn it into their foreheads like they did in the old days. A tattoo, that, well, that, that sounds a little yep, Hitlerish. Yep. No, no, they actually burned it in. <laughs> okay. Yep, yep, the old scarlet letter. Right. Now, as, as far as your previous, now I'm going to be serious here. As far as what your uh, previous guest said, I want to take issue with one thing that he said. He talked about if the Democrats come out and overreach in their, in their first two years, and generally what we have is a self-correcting a thing called an election, a midterm election, where if one party has complete control, voters tend to uh, react to the overreach and, and elect either the Senate or the House and, and, and switch the party control there to tie things up. But I think this time, I think the Democrats are going to have, as long as the economy does not go completely in the tank, which it should not, I think the Democrats are going to be able to do whatever they want with impunity and not be penalized at the ballot box for the simple reason that so many of the younger people are getting their news and information on that thing in their pocket called a cell phone. And the Democrats have it down to a science to contact these people, to know what they need to tell them, to tell these people what they want to hear so that everything will just look ducky. I guess they call that gaslighting. And I, and I, really, I really do believe that we're in a situation now. I, I thought hard about your guest that talked about uh, uh, term limits, and and I tell you what, I never wanted term limits. I I had the faith in the voters that we would we would make the corrections. But I tell you what, I, I think we're past that point now, and I and I believe in the uh, in in the term limits. And then the final uh, criticism, and this isn't a criticism, this is just a viewpoint of mine. Your guest talked about the the sanctity of the uh, Capitol building. Well, you know, if you're in politics and you work there, if, you have, or if you're not and you have a job there, or if you live in Washington, D.C., I can kind of see that. It was kind of like my old job when I key carded in. There was a certain feeling about that place I worked at. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say that I don't know that I know anybody that's ever, you know, got up in the morning and, and really thought, boy, that Capitol building, that means so much to me and that's so dear to my heart and I care about it. I mean, I'm just trying to be real here. To, to, to hear the people come out like Nancy Pelosi and talk about the sanctity of the, the grace and the, the institution and everything, when half of them are lying out one side of their mouth and trying to talk to us out the other, I, I'm just not buying it. <laughs> well, the gas, <laughs> the gas lighter in chief leaves office in 48 hours, so that's the up, the upside to uh, your remarks, Mike. Thank I don't you. think that's what Mike meant. <laughs> I'm aware, right? No, well, he's talking Thanks, about Mike. Democrats doing it. So, but uh, I, I think uh, Republicans are uh, had a, had a had a big stake in that this time. Uh, Rob or Bob, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yes. Good morning. Uh, I'm not thoroughly convinced that the. Uh, the election wasn't stolen. And the reason I say that is maybe you have these statistics. I haven't heard them. How many ballots were sent out? How many write-in ballots or mail-in ballots were sent out total? How many of those ballots were returned? And how many ballots were returned by Republicans? And how many ballots were returned by Democrats? I have not seen those figures. Have, have 
either of you seen those figures? Well, the election wasn't stolen, but every every question, every statistic, every, every mail out, every receipt of is all codified and, and feasible to find out. And, you know, all of these numbers are known. I, I don't know the answer to your question, but I can tell you that uh, the election wasn't stolen. Well, how do you know that if you don't know the answer to his question? Well, okay. <laughs> right. Just asking for yeah, a friend. I'm not in charge of monitoring any of the, any of the elections, but thousands of well, people across the country have been. Well, let's just suppose that uh, it was known, and it is known, who's Democrat and who's Republican. That's, that's pretty well known. So if they send out twice as many ballots to Democrats as they did to Republicans, that wouldn't, you wouldn't call it stolen, maybe. But we certainly call it skewed in the favor of one or the other. And if and if Google, I don't know, if this isn't known either. If Google or any of the other tech giants encouraged their democratic people that they know who are democrats, reminded them constantly to vote. Make sure you vote. Make sure you you get your ballot, et cetera, et cetera. That's not illegal either. But it's skewing it. So that's what that's that's my point, and I have not seen those figures yet from anybody because they don't know. Unless they, they, it should be known, but they don't know. Well, I don't it's understand. Not, I'm not well, maybe I have some of your answer yeah, here. This the claim is that Pennsylvania election officials mailed out 1.8 million ballots, but counted votes for more than 2.5 mailed million mailed in ballots. Uh, the Associated Press, if you can believe them or choose to believe them, and it just went away from my screen. See if I can get it back. Uh, they claim, or they state, that it's false. The statistic combines data from Pennsylvania's June primary election, in which 1.8 million voters requested vote-by-mail ballots, and data from the general election, in which voters mailed back more than 2.6 million ballots that were counted. In the weeks before the November 2020 election, more than 3 million Pennsylvania voters requested vote-by-mail ballots. So the total was about 3 million, Republican and Democrat. It well, doesn't I, break them down by party. And Bob, I would just ask you, as you ask these kinds of difficult questions that are, you know, very, very much worth asking, I'm certainly not faulting that, which is, which is more likely that 70-some uh, or eight, 8 million more people or whatever the number is, more people voted for uh, Joe Biden than voted for President Trump, or sort of the complicated math, statistic, fraud-oriented thing that you're talking about. Which is more likely? Now, you're a smart guy, so which do you think is more likely? Well, I find it, I find it just on its face. If you think about uh, the, uh, the 16 election and how many votes Obama got uh, and how many votes and how many votes Biden got. It doesn't make it, it just on its face. Common sense tells you that's not doesn't make any sense at all. So you don't think Biden Democrats did, got out the vote? He didn't campaign. He didn't campaign, and he got all these votes. How's that possible? And then and then you look at the rallies and you look at the uh, that, that President Trump had. And it was so much enthusiasm. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make common sense. Why would you not think that the nation would want to, in the strongest possible terms, want to repudiate President Trump and put in 
uh, a Democratic president, that was the main alternative, and at the same time put in uh, hundreds of Republican lawmakers nationwide. I mean, Democrats got a trouncing in the election, now minus the top spot on the ballot, no argument there, but Democrats got, the Senate. Uh, Democrats got a trouncing, and so I just think that you, the reason that you saw that, you know, that what, what you're saying is true is, is because people wanted to get rid of President Trump. Joe Biden didn't have to go out of the basement, and there were campaigners and volunteers and people who had never knocked on a door or made a phone call in their life who were working. The, the Democrats fought, earned, and made the election happen because they got out the message. Republicans didn't do that. They didn't favor mail-in ballots. The president said they were fraudulent, so he told people not to do that, and that's why, that's why he lost, and that's why other Republicans won farther down the ballot my view. Thank you so much, Bob. Really appreciate the call. Great call. Great questions. Keep asking those. We're going to take a quickie break. Got two callers ready and lots of texts and emails. Before we do that, we'll read this one text that starts there. Says, good morning. Looks like Trump will take every penny he can squeeze out of us taxpayers. He has to have a military send-off and fly home on our dime. I know people will say, oh, he didn't take a salary. So what? He lived for free all his four years, costing us millions of dollars. I hope he loses in court and has no pension for the rest of his life. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a good, kind Christian man. <laughs> He'll still man. be a glonk. Well, <laughs> Bob is 100% right across the board, and I agree with his sentiments. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KLK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 if you wish to utilize one of the open lines. We have two occupied, but two are open. And if you wish to text us at 70236 or wish to write us an email like that one. Uh, he says, I still think Mike is wasting his time on this show. His talents would be better served writing sci-fi and mystery. Signed, Tom. <laughs> All right. Got that. Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. A different Mike. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Oh, thank you. Uh, I almost shed a tear this morning for all the, the repubs that are, are still crying and whining about the election. I'll tell you what, I feel sorry for them. But Not the election, the I've insurrection uh, is what's most disappointing. Yeah, uh, I've uh, sort of changed my mind about Trump, and I've, I've decided that he's about the best thing that could have ever happened for uh, the Democratic Party, and I, I, I'd like to urge him and his minions to continue to uh, remain a strong faction in the Republican Party. Uh, what I really think they ought to do is start a third party. So that way, the Republican vote for the rest of eternity will be split down the middle. That'll make it a lot easier. I love <laughs> for, your thinking. Uh, nice. Democrats That's great. And, Democrats and others to uh, 
to win elections and, yeah, and remain maybe, in power for a little and bit And then maybe longer. we could have the squad start a fourth party, and that would split no, the Democrats right no. down the middle, too. Yeah, no, they're not going to. No. They're not going to do that. Who was that guy that said, I, I belong to no uh, organized party? It was party. Will, Will, I'm, Will, I'm Roger, Will, Will Rogers. Will Rogers, yeah. Yeah, and and one other thing, uh, this business about uh, people from the Trump administration being blacklisted, I mean, w- would you hire somebody who was a, <laughs> well, a liar, uh... a cheater, a bootlicker, <laughs> an insurrectionist? I mean, that's who I want in my corporation. <laughs> For I would sure. I would hire somebody who was paid to defend me. I mean, that's like saying we should fire all the lawyers who represent clients we don't like. Everybody <laughs> is entitled to a defense, and these people defended the president. They were paid to do it, and just yeah, like a lawyer is paid is, to they defend, they like him. They did not like him. They liked him. Well, should we ban all the lawyers who ever represented him in court? Should they be fired? No, because it's the same. It's be, the same uh, thing. Disbarred for bringing oh, disbarred. lawsuits in front of the <laughs> Supreme Court. Well, how about that? I, I, I think like you could face repercussions if they had kept it up. You know, f- filing what yeah. would have to be termed frivolous suits. The problem in yeah. this country at the moment is we want to cancel everybody that disagrees with us. You know, that's not what this country is. It's not what it was intended to be. It's un-American to say that we should ban people's free speech. And like ban their ban, ban them from their jobs. Huh? And ban them from doing their jobs. On? Ban them from you doing their, their jobs. You mean they're the right to lie and exaggerate about any <laughs> and promote QAnon idiotic conspiracy theories? Uh, all right, Is that who, okay? Who promoted QAnon among the people that you want to get rid of? All of them. Oh no, really? I haven't heard Kelly McInerney talk about any of that, and they want. She's one of the people oh, they want uh, to have. Get a, I mean, let me guess. You you have these private meetings with her, I guess, on occasion, right? No, but I, you're talking oh. about public statements. <laughs> you're the only way I would know it's public statements. You're uh, saying that, and that's the only way you would know. You're saying she did it. I'm saying I didn't hear it. Yeah, right. Well, I don't hear everything either. I mean, I you know, you. You know, you said a funny thing earlier about throwing the uh, the baby out with the bathwater. Yes, that's an old Did expression. Did you mean that we'd be throwing Rosemary's baby out with the bathwater? <laughs> Is that what you meant, right? No, I meant... All right, I- Oh, that's not what you meant. No, what I—that's an old expression. It used to be the baby got the oh, bath last. I know last. what the expression is. No, but you I, know who Rosemary's baby was. Yes, I'm right? well aware of Rosemary's <laughs> baby. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, you know, I never. I, you know, I try to communicate, but it requires people to to know what you're talking about. I was right with you. I I caught your drift immediately. Oh, okay. It's one of my All favorite right. books and one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it was pretty pretty scary. Great. I get scared just thinking yeah. about it. Mia Farrow. Yeah, right. It was almost as scary as the uh, retrumplicans. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, how about right. the the yeah, demo? That's for me. Hey, I, I want a third party. That's my drive. That's what I'm going to work for. If you're going to call them retrumplicans, I'm going to call them Democrats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep on going. I love this divided in the Republican Party. I think it's tough. All right, you wait. It's you wait. Refreshingly. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just refreshing to me, to tell you the truth. Well, wait till, wait till the squad comes up and Bernie doesn't get everything he wants and he leads an insurrection. Then we'll see what ah, happens. Ah, you know better than that. They always come together at the right time. They're good at that. They didn't when I mean, Hillary they, was not, running. Hey, they didn't, the when, they didn't when Hillary was running. They didn't support her. They stayed yeah, home. Well, I think Hillary would have handled the, 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 the pandemic a lot better than Trump. And the economy would have been coming back a lot faster if 
Trump wouldn't have been so uh, cavalier about the, uh, the the epidemic and try to do something about it and really nip it in the bud. But he didn't do that. He'd he'd rather. Uh, I, I was just a little. I remember I, I was really disappointed that more of his backers didn't take his advice and shoot up the uh, Clorox. Tell you the truth. But. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, nobody did that. All right, yeah, thank you right, so much, yeah, Mike. I was a little disappointed. Well, I mean, what kind of followers are they? Are they hey, followers or not? I gargle with it. No, no, no. Jeez. Jeez, now Mike fell off the chair. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate right, the call. Mike, take care. Al, next up and on the mark. Go right ahead. Al? Oh, I, got, I didn't yeah, press, you the press the button. <laughs> well, I did. I hit next. That didn't work. Go ahead, Al. I uh, looked it up, and there was 155 million voters this time. And then they debunked it right away, the 133 million registered voters. But they don't give you the number of registered voters when you ask for them. They just tell you how many voted, how many, and then the conspiracy theory that there is only 133 registered voters for the presidential election. But they don't give you that number in between. They won't give you the real number. And they don't want you to know that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So you think President Trump actually won the election and there's some sort of a, of a somebody well, forgot to the carry the two. The Constitution in, in one or more ways. And that either one way or more ways to me would be a, a frauded election. And that's what we had. And people weren't listening. And then uh, when you have riots, that's a sign that your society is sick because there's a whole bunch of people that are not getting listened to. And then some get radicalized either by means of their own device and lack of self-control, or they have instigators that know uh, people that are in the military will follow if they, they know how they've been trained and they know the right words to say to get them all fired up and ready to go do what they have to do and uh, it's just to a dangerous point when you have riots in a country because it says we have a sick society that's divided and we uh, don't see any point of coming together like your guest this morning he he uh, really didn't do anything to bring anybody together by jumping ship and not having any compassion for people like me that feel that the election was frauded and nobody's hearing our voice, and and they say it goes to court, but it really doesn't go to court. Well, the election just, wasn't frauded. <laughs> it wasn't stolen. And it's it's like believing that the earth is flat. You know, I hate to be so no, blunt about it. It's, it's frauded when you don't follow the Constitution. It's frauded. And then when you can't get anybody to look into it, and then you try and dismiss me, that's what, you know. And I wouldn't say it, but if I didn't hear one of your people say it, that's what pisses people off. We don't and say that I, on this show. Only senators only can say that. Politicians said that. <laughs> only senators can say that. Anyway, go and ahead. That's right. Only senators. And and did you were you as freed last year at this time as you are? Are you more free now, or were you more free last year at this time? More free now, definitely. Yeah, unfortunately. Where they're canceling everybody, so we're more free as a country now than. What is it? what's canceled? I, you're switching topics no, here. He's, he's, I follow Same topic. Of okay, I'm too slow. What got canceled? Yeah, uh, we're we canceling people. We're canceling people, just like our prior caller said. 
We're talking yeah. about getting yeah, rid of you anybody that. Me, you're making fun of me about this. I mean, I don't think the earth is flat, but I do think the election was frauded. And I have the right to do that. Right, that's true. It, I don't have the right to do that because I will be canceled. Right, it's a firmly held belief. No argument there. Well, it's like people who believe in a different religion. You know, you don't have the same beliefs as them, but you have respect for their belief. Yeah, I've lost respect for people who think the election was stolen. Let them worship a broom. It's a free country. So you don't respect well, Al because he believes the election was stolen. I don't respect the the the, the fact that we know that it wasn't. Well, but you people know that still it have the firmly held belief that it was. If it was unconstitutional, it's no good for the when you live under the, our constitution and our you know freedom of speech. Here's my, the difference between Mark and me. I don't believe the election was stolen, but if you show me proof that it was, I'll be happy to concede that your proof is there. Well, sure, me too. But not, um, you know, I don't <laughs> but guess just, what? <laughs> I, ju- I don't think that there's I any evidence. So. I said fraud it because they didn't change the election laws properly, so it went against the Constitution, so that is but my that's, premise. But that's Pennsylvania. Al, that's Pennsylvania, and I'll agree with you on that one, but that still wouldn't overturn the election, and Joe Biden would still that. be the president-elect. There's five states that did that. I'm not looking to overturn the election. I'm looking to have an election that I am have confidence in. And this one I did. That's all I'm looking for is election that I have confidence in. And if Pennsylvania can get away with it, somebody else can get away with it. That's my problem. Well, wait, wait till my ox is gored. I'm going to flip out. I'm going to have a meltdown. Till <laughs> you know, till it, if a well, Democrat. I'm not having a meltdown. I just want to be heard and not canceled. All right, we got well, you. Well, we we hear you, and we haven't canceled you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not a, banned on this show. Yeah, so. you're not canceled on Dippy KOK. I may not well, be. Just a, don't post it. Places, just don't post it on Facebook, Al. You will be canceled. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, tell. Well, this will be <laughs> perfect. I will do this. This will only take a second. D- listen to this, Al. Maybe you already know about this. Do you read this, Joe? Uh, Mike Bowling, one of our good listeners, says, if I post on any story from any WKOK, the Daily Item, Pen Live, Facebook is giving me this message. No reason given. The sites are not blocking me. Facebook is. God bless the one-party country. And what it says is, you have been temporarily blocked from performing this action, which means he was posting a story uh, and a comment, and they decided it wasn't worth printing. Well, and it was an innocuous comment. Comment. A lot of money. money. Who knows you what it was referring to. But anything you want to say as long as you're not yelling fire in a, a movie theater. Not anymore. Well, on Facebook, well, they got their own set my, of rules. That's my standard there, and that's what I want back. I live in a free country named USA of America. All right. We and have to cancel you because we have to hit the break. <laughs> but uh, call back tomorrow and you'll get more open mic. Thank you, Al. Unless we decide okay, to cancel you permanently. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're not going to cancel anybody. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle with a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody who's been on board. we got another caller standing by and another text What's waiting. another minute? Bob, you got a minute. All right. Just I called earlier. Just a couple things. One is Trump wasn't my, my first choice. But once he got in there and I saw what his policies were and where he wanted to take the country, then, that was a, then I, I changed my mind about that. Although I didn't like his rhetoric. If the man, if the man had wisdom... He would, there would be no question he'd be in there because he just he's not a wise he's not a wise man. But anyhow, so the other point is, if you look at the if you just take care of the votes on that were made on November third, Trump would have won just about every state. If it wouldn't have been for COVID and the and the mail in ballots, that's what made the difference. And I still believe that there was something to screw there the way they the way they handled that. Maybe not illegally, but the way they did it. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I think if it weren't for COVID, the president would have been in like Flynn with it without a dilemma. But Joe given, Biden would have never been able to undo him. But given his actions since the election and the potential that they would have been for him to do it somewhere else some other time. And the insurrection. And yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about, the way well, he the president behaved. president did specifically do that, but he but, certainly you know, led up to it. I would be concerned. If he had made one more statement when he made, I, I, I listened to that entire speech too. If he would have just said at the very end that please, no violence, there would have then he would have been cleared of it. He, said, right. he specifically said, do not, I do not want any violence. And then they did what they did. Then it's not on him. But even well, before that, saying, even he did, he did, he did allude to that when he said, you know, he didn't want to have people go fully. And and on that, that that's good. But he should have been a little more specific on it. But even and before even before that, when he came out with his election being stolen stuff, thank and you, fight like the fight like hell. I think he said he cost the Republicans the Senate. They would have won at least one of those seats down in uh, Georgia. To be continued, we'll pick up where we left off tomorrow. WKOK will be broadcasting the inauguration starting at 11 a.m. from CBS News on Wednesday, but we invite you to call in tomorrow. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is 10 a.m.